0: what's up welcome to codependent and shit conscious dating and relating from a former crazy girl what's going on what's happening it's friday it might be friday for you when you're listening to this it's a good day it's friday you ain't got no job just kidding i got a job um Alright guys, this episode might be a little lazy, I'm just, I don't really know what I want to talk about, so I'm just going to talk about some things that I, i earlier in the week I knew what I wanted to do the episode about and then I forgot the main topic, so I'm just going to run with it with something, um, but there's a couple things I'm going to mention, first things first the facebook group um it exists i mentioned it in other episodes i stopped putting it in the show notes i don't know I, I wasn't didn't really have a lot of people in the beginning but now more people have joined i realize there's there's a little handful um and that's cool and there actually was some interaction this week with people in there and they helped each other that's what i created the group for was to support each other and um Two girls came together, had a little, you know, back and forth, sharing their experience while they're healing codependency, and it was beautiful. I love it so much. So the Facebook group still exists. If you want a space to come vent, talk, talk to the people that get you, especially right now, Um, I don't know if they're doing, like, if if you even attend codependency meetings, um, whoever you are, Uh, I don't know if they're having them right now with COVID, but... This is just another option for support, um, and getting support so helpful in your healing journey, especially through the painful times and the 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 up and down. Cause it's not linear. It's it's up and down. Like you're gonna go through shit, which is that's all part of the process. It's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be really hard, but you can do it. And you're you're doing it, and you're on this track path for a reason. Um, so yeah, I'll put the show, I'll put the Facebook group in the show notes for this episode again, cause, cause it's there. (laughs) So I should be posting it. Anyways, other things. Um, I want to mention, I'm going to talk about a topic that came up this week. I actually winded up doing a F IG live where I, I talked about it. I looked so beat. I had no makeup, but I had to address it because I got attacked by this girl on Facebook um because of what I had reposted. Um so you guys know I'm I'm um aware of the sex trafficking stuff. I'm I'm like I believe it is real, of course, there's more than enough evidence to know it's real. It's not a conspiracy theory, so I'm really in. I'm really into um, believe believing that and like just not really trusting um, surface what's on the surface for us right now, media wise. So, with that being said, you know, we I think it's smart to start questioning the motives of like all things media, um, which this whole COVID thing's really shook people that were not on that end, that were like, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, oh, conspiracy theories, now, because, after COVID, a lot of people that were not in on that stuff, or, like, didn't believe it, they're like, oh, shit, something ain't right, something isn't right, and they're, they're opening their minds to this, and, which is awesome, but now that we're there, we got to pay attention to, like, all media outlets, and I'm talking Netflix, everything, music, the things that are, like, the most massively watched viewed things okay so netflix i've heard a lot of like i've been hearing a lot of bad things about netflix and something that netflix has put on their channel has put up that I, it's been in advertised and it's like so gross it's cuties the movie cuties about the 11-year-old girls and i thought the 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 de- detailed description about this movie was disturbing. I mean, it sounded weird. Like, not right. But then I actually saw, like, a clip from the movie. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is not... This is not chill. This is not okay. These little girls are literally trying to twerk. To try, and it's not even just, like, twerking. It's, like, the most... It's, like, straight up... Um it's like WAP guys, it's like the WAP music video, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, it is that WAP vibe, it is, these little girls are trying to twerk, and like they're, it's so sexual, it is so really uncomfortable to watch little girls doing, and this is like all over Netflix, and I just don't I mean, I know a lot of people were up in arms about it, but the fact that it's even on there, that it's it's allowed, that any the whole the whole fact this thing got produced and made like this, where they're zooming in on eleven-year-old girls' asses and they're humping the ground, like it is straight dirty and is um, it's a sign. It's just obvious. It's evident that we're in some weird, there's some fucked up shit going on behind closed closed doors. So I related this to WAP and I said, I thought, okay, WAP, the song. The first time I heard that song, I watched the music video. I am all for sexual empowerment, okay? I'm all for women sexual empowerment. That is something I'm still, I don't, even though I'm a Christ follower, I'm still, um, I'm on that. And I think there's an intersection where you can believe in God and believe you're divine and believe you're sacred. But you still can be proud of being uh, your sexuality. That's a part of your nature. However, WAP, when I watched the video, it made me sick. It, I felt uncomfortable. I felt like it was evil. There was like <laughs> there's a lot of snakes. This, that's, a, that's a different story. It was, it was just gross. It was gross and I didn't think anything about it was female sexual empowerment. I thought it was gross and I felt like it was literally that vibe that men orchestrated for us. They orchest- If you believe in the patriarchy, I'm not going to get all feminist. I'm not even a feminist. But if you believe in the patriarchy, literally they invented that whole vibe that WAP is. And we're out here as women continuing on their narrative. Which is this porn vibe. This degrading, I'm not good for anything but my wop, And that's what I'm here for. And I'm just here to let anyone get off to me and get off on me and in me. And it's this gross porn vibe. Porn. Mainstream porn is so fucked up. I'm sorry if you like it and if you watch it, that's fine. I Like, whatevs, yo. But you know it's fucked up and it's only gotten more fucked up. As years go on, like the dark web, I heard about that and how there's literally porn, women are getting killed and people get off to that. So there has just been this, for women in porn, it's always like very degrading. It's usually they're embarrassing her, they're treating her like she's just this piece of meat and that is the vibe that men carry with them. Because they a lot of men watch porn. A lot of women watch porn. We are so influenced by porn. Porn is watched by so many people. It is literally sex is so is the, the number one like controller of people. It is huge. So if the porn we're watching has that narrative, that is it reflects in society. And we want to be liberated and not be treated like sex objects and that gross energy, and then we put out music where we're literally just replaying the same thing. Just because we're saying it now doesn't make it better. I think there's better ways to show up. Being like sexual, being sensual. There's a difference between sen- sexual and sensual. And I think what's beautiful about a woman and our energy is that we can be sensual but we have a mystery to us. We don't it, there's still a sacred part about, about us and our bodies. And I think you can be sexy and you can be revealing, but I don't think we need to be like spread eagle vagina. Like, you know, there's a big difference between the two. And WAP is like might as well just be spread eagle vagina. Where I'm just think um, I just think that ain't it. And um, I if we could shift and start showing up in a different way sensually as opposed to sexually and porn mainstream porn like i'll oh, just come jizz all over me my wop i just want anyone to just come anyone can have this like look it um it could shift a lot of things for us like realistically because i think we're um perpetuating a cycle here but the reason this like um relates to cuties i think is we really have to pay attention to narratives and and the fact that media creates culture and what is that culture creating? What is it creating? It's creating hypersexualized youth. It's creating little girls see the WAP video and then they go try to be like cuties and twerk and they're eleven, and yeah, this has been going on forever. It, ha- it, it the, I experienced this. I got. I was hypersexual really young. Because I know it, a, media had so much to do with it. I knew all these nasty songs. Like, Ludacris. I wanna lit, lit, lit. You know? Um, or, Oochie Wally Wally. Like, what, like, there is all those songs. are like, my neck, my back. I was so young singing those songs. I was probably like, seven, eight. Like, I'm not kidding. And you know what? I, I saw how it came out in my life. It did. And so, I'm just saying, man. Hyper, I believe hypersexualized youth is an agenda, and it potentially does it benefit certain industries for the, the culture to be like that? Like maybe the sex trafficking industry. Oh, exactly. Or even the porn industry. If girls believe that's how we're supposed to be and show up sexually, that's good for the porn industry because they just want to keep that shit going. And make it worse and worse, so girls are literally, you know, practically being killed <laughs> during porn. But seriously, it's like not even funny. The sex trafficking thing is like you really go think about that. Whoa, whoa. Why would, why would, why would an agenda be pushed for hypersexualized youth? Why do they want young kids to get into? being sexual so young it's fucked question everything question narratives and be don't even listen to mainstream media anymore I'm sorry if you're listening to the mainstream media I'm sorry and this is nothing so the reason this girl attacked me was she thought I was making this like I'm a Christian thing like oh WAP is not okay because it's um sexual empowerment and and I think that traditional Christians there's this belief that well I think actually it's true that there is no sexual there is no um allowance of a liberated sexual female like zero I don't agree I'm more nuanced I don't I'm still figuring out what my beliefs are I don't agree I do I do think women can show up sexually. I just think that there is a better way. There's other ways we have not tried. And we need to try these new ways for real shift to happen in these areas and everywhere. This is the revolution. The time is now. This is the fucking revolution right now. I knew it was coming. I swear knew it was coming and this is happening. So, like I've said in other episodes, the thought revolution too. Um... It has nothing to do with my faith. Like, this girl's like, oh, had to p- attack me and attack my faith. I don't know what... I was like, that has nothing to do with this. This is, like, my personal opinion. It has nothing to do with... With that. This is just what I've observed. So, anyways. I'm not going to make my whole episode about WAP. Um, <clears throat> I reshared something in the Facebook group that I thought was really helpful. By... It was just images that... This guy, maybe you've heard of him, Miles Scott. I tried to ask him to come on the podcast once. He didn't answer me. <laughs> but he did take time once to message me and try to get me to borrow. I mean, sorry, not borrow. To buy one of his, uh some sort of program he was doing. And I was like, really, dude? He's cold messaging. Whatever. I'm not into that. I, that's never going to be my thing. I'm never going to cold message people. Um, but he, he's really great at articulating the same things I talk about. I've noticed that like his content is, is so similar to what I talk about and he totally gets it. So might be worth checking out. Uh, one of my friends told me actually he read one of his books and that's what got him into like self, um, helping men do self healing work. Um. And I thought that was awesome. So anyways, I'm just going to read one of the little blurbs of the things he wrote. Um, Because he was just giving like steps, steps, if you're in this this healing journey. And stuff that you typically won't find in a self-healing book. And it was, it says, Understand projection and how many of your beliefs about yourself and the resulting coping mechanisms were created due to your inner child absorbing the projections of others. Then apply this awareness to others and see how they're projecting what's been projected onto them. I just thought that was so powerful and true and life-changing. When you start doing this, this is being conscious, uh, conscious relating. Because conscious relating is friends, family, everything. When we can catch ourselves and, and realize that... That the other person in the equation has been through their own experiences and shit and life and you don't even know what they've been through and that they might be projecting too just like you might have realized you would do. And it's all based of our experiences that were ingrained in us from childhood now. It's just the way humans develop and even our personalities, everything. So... Instead of making everything about you, you start realizing people are their own people and they they have different beliefs and views and ways they handle things. And this is a really, I think, important aspect of healing codependency because this is truly being able to finally stop the blob. You're not just a blob with every person. You're not... They don't... They're not you. You end, they begin. You think some certain things, you've had certain experiences, you have your triggers, you have things that remind you of something, and you might get extra mad, and they don't know about that, and vice versa. They might have had someone do something in the past that had to do with... I don't know, man. It could be seriously anything. Like, say, someone borrowed (laughs) their favorite hat once and never gave it back, and so then... You borrow their hat, and they ask you to bring... You were supposed to bring it back at so-and-so time, and you forgot it. And they blow up. They get so mad. And you're just like, what the hell? Like, I'm gonna bring the hat. Like, Why are they so pissed? But really, it's because they, uh, they've they been through this. They have this, like... And they might not even recognize it. They might not recognize it. But if they're having an extreme reaction, it could be like... It, it really could be that. But that's why we can catch ourselves when someone's like acting preposterous about something little we can we need to be conscious of like we don't know what they go through we don't know what they've been through we don't know the other slices of their life we just know what right now so it's being really compassionate also it's it's a great level of compassion once you can ex- express that compassion to yourself you can you can extend it to others but that's the healing work it all has to start with you you first need to make boundaries with yourself and you first need to develop compassion for yourself before you can develop compassion for others just like love the cliche saying you can't have love for others if you don't have for yourself that is true because you do not know how to ex- <laughs> um the word i wanted i can't find it um you can't pu- give out a feeling that you've never even like put in yourself to begin with does that make sense if you've never experienced it within, even remotely, or like if you don't have any concept of it within, you can't give it out. It's that's just like the process of, of of human functionality, like in emotions and giving and taking. Um. Anyways, I don't even know where i was going with that, but this um, I just thought this was such a profound thing that we can apply to our own actions (coughs) and our own awareness consciousness and others consciousness i mean no i mean the consciousness of others we're being considerate of people too we're having boundaries we know the separation and in this you are becoming less attached to the person when you're when you're less of a blob you're more interdependent and that's the goal that's healthy. Interdependent, not codependent. You're on your way, don't worry. Um, so something I realized recently too, and I'm really like still trying to figure out what I want to, what I'm trying to even figure out or create or do, is just that there is definitely, so when I left being a New Ager to being a follower of Christ, I felt like I had to throw out every New Age thing out the window. And with that, I thought I have to throw out self-help out the window. Because the self-help world is really meshed with New Age. Because, that's a good question. Why are they so intertwined? It's almost like New Age found something to leech onto that will, that the darker parts, sorry if this sounds weird, the darker parts of New Age found to leach onto that will just create a cycle of misery <laughs> and shelling out my money it's profitable business because there are people that will get stuck in a self-healing loop and you will get there. you can literally become addicted to, to healing to self-healing you're never and that's the dark side of self-help and the dark side i would say of like new age so my theory is and i have a friend i'm talking about with this i'm hoping he's going to come on the show soon Maybe next week, and try to interview him. And he's in this like same loop. He's like, all self help isn't bad. All self healing isn't bad. God does need to be in the equation. But God cannot heal you completely. You can't and there are Christians that will that will argue this with me. They'll say, No, like you're just supposed to pray. But I don't agree because you can pray and God might give you the right therapist. God might help bring Um, old trauma to light, Um, but God can't do the footwork for you. You have to do the footwork because you are conscious. And I know a lot of Christians and um, traditional Christians don't like the word conscious or consciousness, but it is not bad to use that. I can believe in consciousness and believe in Christ is what I think because consciousness exists. If we're talking at the Adam and Eve, Eve eating the apple created consciousness. She knew now after she ate the apple that dark and light exists. There's a difference. There's a choice. There was free will. She chose to eat the apple. So, you have to make the choice to do footwork and healing. God will direct you to healing and maybe it's like this awareness, probably the awareness that made you start looking into codependency and all this stuff and brought you to this podcast but you still have to put in the footwork but God I firmly believe needs to be part of the equation work with God to heal but you don't have to do it all alone but you also do have to put in your own footwork you need to so many different things you can do read books just look up about things reach out for support talk to people write things down um emotional release techniques even somatic stuff. you really want to go there. And I always recommend EMDR. Like That's some gnarly trauma therapy. Put in your footwork too. It's like you're um, kind of co-working with God to heal. That is that is what I believe is the truest way through this. Um, okay, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up. I think it was good. So, um, I'm moving next weekend. That's exciting, I guess. Um... I might not have an episode up because that's going to be a lot, but maybe it will. Anyways, um, also wanting to say if you, I don't mention this either, but if you have a success story um, through your healing and if the podcast has helped you, please write it to me and I want to share it. Um, um, a guy contacted me yesterday and he said that, he got out of a really toxic relationship and he said the podcast helped him um, get out of it and I was like that is awesome and especially if it was a guy like I was like, most of my listeners are women but when it's guy um, I'm stoked and that's actually why I'm hoping to bring my friend on he is a men's healing facilitator like he helps with men's healing like healthy masculinity like all that stuff and I literally want to bring him on. For my male listeners. Because he knows the stuff. And I don't know the man stuff. Like I'm really good at the girl stuff. Um, and I want to support the men. So yeah. He wrote to me about his. his, And he said he wants to write his story to me. And, and let me share it. So I he I hope he does. And if you have a story too. Write it to me please. Shoot it to me in my email. codependentandshit@gmail.com, at gmail.com Or you can send it to me on IG. You know where to follow me. I always put it on there. And or just write to me in general, you know, I love to hear from you guys, um, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you soon, love you, bye.